Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. On today's show, I sit down with Marla McDermott. She is a courage and mindset coach, and she helps women step into their power and design the life of their dreams. Who doesn't want that, right? We had a really fun time chatting, and Marla shares how losing her corporate job was really the catalyst for her stepping into manifesting a whole new life, including world travel, a new house, the Walnut Club and her coaching practice now, and her soulmate husband. She shares a whole bunch of tips on how you too can start manifesting exactly what you want. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, everybody. Today, I am with Marla McDermott, and Marla is the president and founder of the Walnut Club, and she is also the most amazing manifester of all things fantastic, wonderful, and you really show people how to create and bring things into their lives that they want. So welcome to the show, Marla. So excited to have you. Thanks, Emmy. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm honored to be a part of your podcast. Really, I love your work. I, you know, I'm a big believer in manifestation. And I think for me, at least the super cool thing is even if you're not like, you're not in that place where you're like the master manifester like you are, when you start seeing those little things happen, for me, it just like rocks my world. It excites me so much. So being able to talk about that and then how you, you know, your journey to the Walnut Club it's going to be so much fun. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing and please share, tell us a little bit about you and then what is the Walnut Club? So I, I don't even know where to begin. So I live and work in Center City and I guess I would say we can go into that later, but I'm a reluctant leader. It was never my intention. I was never one to ever feel comfortable being seen and heard. And so this is like a whole new chapter for me this past couple of years of uh, stepping into my own power and being comfortable with being a leader and, and being comfortable with being seen. And I feel like for most of my 20s, I stumbled through it. And uh, that great quote from the Lord of the Rings really has served me well, which is um, not all who wander are lost. Mm-hmm. So I felt lost for a very long time. I did the corporate thing for 10 years And right after the corporate world sort of was ending, that's when I discovered manifestation and started taking more control over my own life and doing things that really lit me on fire. Starting a business was one of them, becoming an entrepreneur. And that process I felt was so isolating and alone and lonely. I felt so alone and lonely and I had no one to relate to because all of my girlfriends were married and starting families. And I didn't have anyone else. uh, I didn't have any mentors. So I began this process, the process of entrepreneurship very blindly. And at that time I joined this online business community. It's called the Marie Forleo B school. Have you heard of that? Oh yeah. I I love uh, Marie Forleo. I used to watch some of her Marie TV years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So my girl Oprah turned me on to her and she had a Super Soul Sunday episode with her and Gabby Bernstein. And those two ever since have been like, they've been my mentors. And 
So I joined the B school and I love the community of, of interacting with, with women that are going for their dreams and everyone talking and with vastly different backgrounds and interests and they all were making their own contributions to this world with their own completely unique talents and products or services that they were bringing forth. And I love that community of, of all this interaction and support system. And I thought, really, I really, really want this for myself in Philadelphia, but I just didn't have it. So I was able to identify what I wanted and which is all about part of manifestation. And I decided to join all these different networking groups for women in the city. And I felt for me, they were all pretty much just strictly business card exchanges or maybe perhaps it'd be followed up with let's meet for coffee. Mm -hmm. How can I help you sort of a thing? And I, I wasn't even sure how I needed help or I just, I was looking for more of a, you know, ongoing support and opportunities to build relationships. Yeah. Here in Philly, too, I think it's different in other parts of the country, based on what some of my other friends have said, too. But, like, there is an abundance of networking groups. And just that piece can feel, I think, overwhelming. And it, and some of them are more, like, let's just share business cards or I'll see you at the event and we'll just talk about business. Yeah. Um, which right. is great. Like, that all serves a purpose. Right. But, yeah, there's not a lot. Well, there's a lot of events in Philly. And particularly with where, you know, your vision was and, and what you're looking for, I think that's hard to find. It was. And at the same time, I also joined a, an old school women's social club in a city. It's been around for 90 years. Okay. It's called, still around, it's called the Cosmopolitan Club. Ooh. And they had their own clubhouse. And I joined that and they had various, they had a very active calendar. Uh, they hosted their own events and speakers and programming, but it was strictly social. And it, most of the w- women were also retired. And those who were working, it was like an unwritten rule that you didn't exchange business cards. It was strictly social and, and business wasn't really brought into it because it was, they still were holding on to the original ethos of the organization, which they, they, haven't, they didn't really evolve from there. So I thought... Well, I love all the social aspect and I love meeting these really fabulous women and, and they would seat you at dinner because they had their own like dining room area and they would seat you intentionally with different people every time. So you really got a chance to just interact with vastly different people from myself. And I love these great conversations I was having with these people and learning so much. And I thought, well, this would be a really great concept to marry the two, marry like the concept of the social club you know, back in the day, feeling that women, how women form their own communities. But what would that be like for the modern day woman who was business driven and ambitious and wanted to have friends, but also wanted to advance her career and ultimately her, you know, revenues. So I had the idea to form the Walnut Club and I have my my background is on marketing communications. So I was able to build like WordPress website and I threw an event and I invited my friends and all the women I've met through the year networking. And I said, I have this idea. And it was the first time I've ever public spoke. And Emmy, it was, it was the worst. I don't even know if it's on, if it's recorded. I hope not, but it was <laughs> horrific. And maybe if it is recorded, what, like I could share it in the future when I'm more comfortable with it. But just like, it was an abomination. I maybe so understand. <laughs> and I was like, okay with it. I was like, you know what? I can only go up from here. And that's, talk about being a leader. That was a real leadership moment of just stepping into my uncomfortable zone. Yeah. And having no shame and just knowing, you know what? I just, you got to rip off the bandage. You got to try and you got to go for it. And people joined right away. I had about 50 members. I think that they probably mostly felt sorry for me at that point. 
So maybe it worked in my favor. So within six months, we had 100 founding members. We're turning four years old this summer and we have 140 members. And women are just, the women that were, that are, were me, that I'm able to meet, it's almost like a dream come true. They're just so dynamic. They're so interesting. And I would not have, I did not know about them, their existence before. So, cause they're not the ones who are going to these other networking events. They weren't in the same world I was in. So it's been a blessing. Lots of struggles and challenges, of course, along the way, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure we'll get into. But that was an example of like turning an idea, making a decision and taking inspired action and, and making it happen. I love it. And I mean, I think, you know, we were talking before we started recording, you have a number of different events every month. So it's one, a lot to manage, but it also gives people a lot to pick and choose from. So if one thing doesn't resonate with them, there's something else and you're creating such a close knit community. Exactly. And it's a perfect time. I know I've had a lot of conversations is why I started, you know, the community table that I host almost monthly is people are lacking that deep connection and you know they not that they don't want to be on social media but it's not satisfying it's not really soul filling so yeah exactly yeah so talk about how do you manage to kind of keep the social piece and the business piece you know together without it becoming you know too much of one or the other we just try to have a variety of events every month that's like kind of checking all the boxes, sort of like we have a lunch event, a brunch event, which is definitely more social. We have an evening, um, like we title it like a speaker or a networking event. We have events both in the main line in the city. We just try to make sure that when we're looking at the calendar and planning ahead that we're checking all the boxes. But I'm a firm believer, and I'm sure you, you've experienced this yourself, that most business happens through the relationships you have. It's because that's when you get to know people and, you know, and trust them and you want to recommend them. And there's that, you know, great saying that when you go to conferences, that most of the business happens across the street at the bar, not actually at the conference. Right. Yeah. Because that's like when, you know, magic happens and people are more relaxed and making deals and partnerships. So I feel like it's just a natural way. Creating that social element is more of a natural way for people to conduct the business. Yeah. Well, in particular, if you're seeing them on a regular basis, that person's going to pop up in your head when there's a thing that you can kind of connect them with. Yeah. And I believe that this is how men have, have networked and how men have advanced their careers. Right. They just do it through golf. They do it through golf. Totally. They do it through golf and like, you know, drinking whiskey together and smoking cigars. And so this is like our version of that. Like last night we had a bra shopping event actually, which we're going to turn into an annual event. That's like, Hey, every woman needs a bra. And what better way to upgrade your bra collection and socialize with women and make business happen. And in that event last night, there were women that one was a speaker and one has her own podcast. And through that event, she's on that woman's podcast. And now she's getting opportunity referrals of other speaking opportunities she can take. So it's like you're killing a bunch of birds with one stone. Right. Yeah. And everybody's very supportive. So supportive is that. Yeah. For that, especially last night, it was a fun I've so not that I missed it. Very uplifting and supportive event last night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe just, next year I can be there. Would love to have you. But I'm um, just give the audience an example of like the type of events that we have. It's very diverse. And um, I believe in supporting a woman in every every area of her life, not just when it comes to business. So right. Yeah, well, and I think for most entrepreneurs too, particularly <laughs> when you're stepping into that leadership role you know, it, it all becomes one. I mean, I talk about flow a lot of times, particularly with my clients and, 
you know, business doesn't just stop at five when you're growing your business. No. Uh, and your life doesn't stop when you, you know, get to your office or your desk or wherever you're working, couch, you know. So it's how do you integrate all of that and have people that are there to help you and, and kind of, you know, mentor, support, et cetera. So I love, I love that. Yeah. Now, do you, what's your goal too? Like, are you planning to grow it to a certain number? What's your big vision here? Yeah, I'd love to grow it. And right now, but I want to, to make sure we have the infrastructure to do so. I intentionally grew it. I intentionally established it as a nonprofit, similar to that, that because that's how Chamber of Commerce's are established or, or um, I should say organized or whatever this business tax structure is so that it can, the name of it also being the Walnut Club is a very, is a unisex name. It could be placed in any city. So I'm in the process now of hiring a club manager. If anyone is listening to this podcast and interested in that, please go onto our website. I'll be posting the job description this week. We're hiring an assistant or club manager to help me with the operations of the club so that I can be more of the CEO and oversee and be the visionary of it. And that also will allow me to free up my own time to do other passions and interests of mine that I believe I'm here in this world to, to do. It's a perfect segue. I want to ask you about your other passion, which is manifesting. Yeah. So I've been doing this for years and I have been, so now I'm in a point where the club is four years old and now I feel like I've always been very woo woo mm-hmm. and spiritual, but I have, I've been closeted about it. And now that we've set, we're established for four years, I feel comfortable talking to, to members and saying, you know, this, these are the things I, I'm really interested in manifesting and harnessing the law of abundance and uh, law of attraction and co-creation and all these universal laws. And, and to my surprise and delight, everyone I talk to is intrigued and wants to learn more and is into it too. So, or just at least open to learning more about it. Like it's another resource that we can tap into as women. So I'm, I'm more comfortable sharing that I have been practicing manifesting for 15 years mm-hmm. and the miracles that I've experienced in my life through that. And I'm on a mission to help other women learn these techniques and tools and mindset skills as well so that they can create and design a life of their own. And, and that helping women have the courage to step into their, to their next great life. I believe it is possible that women can have it all. I don't know what your beliefs are on that because I feel like people are split in the middle, but do you believe it's possible that you can have it all? Yeah, I think it's defining what you want that people don't spend enough time with, like getting clarity about what does all really look like? Yeah. Because sometimes it's not about having, you know, a gazillion dollars. Sometimes it's more about having, you know, these three experiences. But if you're not focused on the three experiences, or the gazillion dollars, neither happen. Yeah, right. It's great. It's yeah. exactly. Yeah. I guess why not have it all? Like that's like, why not play with that? I think women are just, well, at least in my world growing up, people are just so scared. If there's a belief that's not possible, then why would you tempt yourself with something that you don't think is achievable? Like it's almost like torture. Like, so I was raised by a very, mother that had a tremendous amount of limiting beliefs and she grew up in a state of trauma. Her father's an alcoholic and she grew up in poverty mm-hmm. and that has affected her her entire life. And she went through life making decisions. Every decision she made was, made was based in fear. 
Mm-hmm. And I recognized that. And she had severe anxiety and it was never able to follow through on any of her dreams that she has. And I feel like my life, recognizing them in her, my life was always defiant in a way that I would try, I would try to prove to her, show to her that, show her that I chose not to live my life in fear. Right. And how could I actually get out of my comfort zone more? Because I wasn't going to let what happened. I would not let, I would not create a box for myself that I would put myself in. I refused to let that happen to me. And I also was raised Catholic for 14. I went to Catholic school for 16 years. Mm-hmm. So I, I think my personal experience is that I was taught that life is about suffering and who were you to expect anything more? And who were you to want more out of life? You're just, life is, is about just, you're just getting, you're handed a deck of cards and that's it. Like you just have to play them and be happy and grateful for what you have and don't expect or ask for anything else. That was, yeah. that was a message that I received throughout my whole life until I was in my twenties, until I, until I discovered the manifestation. Well, and I think, I mean, as a society, we have this whole, you know, you have to, life is hard. You have to work hard. You have to grind. You have to hustle. I'm air quoting for those of you who are listening and it's not, it's not the opposite of amazing things and you can have incredible rewards and all the abundance when you focus on things, I think positively and you're in that space. Yeah. If you just believe, first of all, I guess the first step is believing it's possible. Yeah. Cause that was never taught to me. And then, and then thank God I, you know, Oprah has been my biggest inspiration. I love my Oprah. Uh, she has been the uh, one inspiration. I feel like throughout my whole high school and college years, like she's only turned me on to so many great books and authors and way of thinking mm-hmm. that just expanded my mind and really gave me tools that I could apply to help advance myself. So in my twenties, I, I guess I, how I discovered manifestation was I was at the soul sucking career. I was in a corporate job and it was horrible. And I would just fantasize about escaping and traveling Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like the first step of manifestation is like being clear on what you want. And then a miracle happened where I had, I got a meeting at work where they told me that I was, my job was being eliminated, but I had a year to prepare. And then I was, so I thought, oh my God, I have a year to make my escape plan. And I was the only person, I had this amazing opportunity where I was able to negotiate a severance package. Mm-hmm. So when they told me I, I had the year to plan, basically, I thought, okay, I'm going to travel to Australia, New Zealand, and Thailand, and I'm just going to go for it. And I'm just going to, this is the only time I was in my late, my late twenties. I thought this might be the only opportunity I have to do this. So I, I did it. And I didn't know how that's another manifestation tip is I just knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how it was going to happen. And then when I got my, my severance package, I was like, well, there you go. I was gone for six months and had an amazing experience. And right when I got back, it was when the secret came out, the secret DVD or movie. And Oprah once again had it on. So, I mean, I just thought I was really lucky. Like when I was traveling as well, like miracles would happen daily. Like it was just the most, I had no, I would just float through life. Mm-hmm. One great thing happened after another. I never had any negative experiences. And I just thought I was really lucky. But here I manifested. I was, because I learned that we're always manifesting either consciously or subconsciously. And I was unconsciously manifesting all this. When I got the seat, when I discovered the secret, I thought, oh my goodness, I actually can, now that there's tools here, like that's what I was doing. And now that there's this book, I actually have like a blueprint or a roadmap to actually start applying this consciously. And what could my life look like? Right. If I played around with this concept. 
And when I, I, I wanted to, I was living with a roommate. And when I got back from traveling, I had like, I had start from, from nothing. So I moved in with a friend and I was waitressing and through that transition. And I, I also had this boyfriend who was happened to be a master carpenter. So at the time of discovering the secret and that, that summer and saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm actually going to take steps to try to work this system. I decided I wanted to buy a house and within less than two months, I found a house and it was brand new construction. It was in center city. It was under budget. And I thought, well, I'll just, hi- I'll just have roommates and I'll rent out rooms and I'll have, I'll be able to make sure I cover the mortgage because I wanted to own a house. And so I did all that and it had two car parking. Outdoor there, silly. <laughs> so there. I think the parking is worth more than my house. And as I mentioned, I was happened to be dating a carpenter. So I had free labor and I had all this amazing work done to my house, like, you know, upgrades I was able to make because I would happen to be dating a guy who could do it. Like, what are the chances, right? And I was like, wow, this manifestation thing is the jam. This really works. And then I ended up manifesting my, my soulmate husband through the steps I took and also the Walnut Club. Yeah. So it's, it's, been a, it's been a blast and it's been a ride ever since. And I just think, well, my next mission is to teach other women to have the same experiences. So in addition to the like believing that it's possible, do you have a couple of steps that people can take to start kind of getting on the manifestation train? There's yes. Well, there, I've been studying this for 15 years, like I mentioned, and there's so much to like, I'm always learning something new, but I will give you the most basic, which is deciding what you want. Number one, and number two, take inspired action. So I think that was a lot of people's complaint with the book, The Secret was, wasn't really, didn't really get into that as much. You really, it's necessary to take the steps to, to get to closer to your dreams, to bring them towards you. Another one is practice gratitude on a daily basis. Incorporate a practice of gratitude. Something as simple as just writing down three gratitudes a day. Mm-hmm. Three things you're grateful for. I mean, I do, my practice, I do five. Mm-hmm. Just like, and I write like, you know, I am so grateful that this happened. I'm so thankful that that happened because it's really the purpose of that is it increases your vibe and your energy and you just yeah. feel so much more state of joy and uplifted when you. Yeah. I do both in the morning and at night and I usually it's three to five, but whatever's flowing at the yeah. time. Yeah. But for me too. And I don't have very many, you know, bad days. But on days that are either really hectic or I'm tired or, you know, whatever, it's one of the best ways for me to reframe everything and find all the positive things because we you know, naturally are wired to look at all the negative stuff. Yeah. It's so easy to bypass all the good things that happen. Exactly. It's so great. Right. Because you go to bed, you go to sleep more restful thinking, well, you know, all these, I have all these great things in my life happening and it's not all these negative stresses. Yeah. So just, yeah, get in the state of gratitudes. And also I just started, started incorporating recently, I'm um, writing more thank you notes. Mm-hmm. Like handwriting thank you notes to people. There's a woman in, uh, who I met through the Walnut Club. She wrote a book about it because she's been writing hand, daily thank you notes for 20 years. And she has experienced amazing, so many miracles that she's written a book and is starting a movement called Spread Thanks. She was actually was in the Sunday's Inquirer about it. And so I now, I'm in the practice of, also writing thank you notes. If you want to take it to the next level, I don't do them daily, but I do batch them at times when I'm, especially when I'm like, you know, I have some time to sit outside and and it makes me feel so happy to write them out. And the response I get is wonderful from people that get these handwritten written cards. So that makes me feel great too. Well, I think that's a lost art. Yeah, it is. And I think there's a movement happening to bring it back. 
Yeah. Yeah. And who doesn't love receiving happy mail? Oh, happy mail's a vast. Yeah. I, get, I make sure I pick up really good stamps. You know, I get good stationery. It's a good, great experience. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Another one is, this is important. And it's the, probably the hardest one is surrendering the outcome. Mm-hmm. Is major paradox in manifestation, which is, okay, you really, really know what you want. You want, you know what you want, but how do you separate yourself from it? And that's just really just being, using this opportunity to surrender really to the universe and say, so this, your first step is declaring what you want, but then, you know, a great practice is declaring what you want, but then also adding to that this or something better because you can limit yourself. You not can. We as humans limit ourselves. We don't have the capacity to understand what God or the universe has in store for us. Right. So you just get clear what you want and sit back and let the universe deliver it to you and on its own timeline. And because when you have that sense of just, if there's any sense of desperation, like if you're desperate to get another job or if you're desperate to find a new partner, that desperation is like, you know, it's like, it's repulsive. Yeah, it's more desperation is all you're putting out there. Yeah, more opportunities to be guests remind you how desperate you are is what you're attracting. Yeah, so you just have to trust that your order has been received. It's like going to a restaurant, you know, and saying, This is what I want, you know. But if the restaurant wants to delight you and upgrade you and give you all these amazing, even better things, then you're not going to turn it away and you're going to not bother the waiter and say, Where is it? I ordered it like five minutes ago and it's not here yet. So you just surrender to the outcome. And you have to believe that's possible and you have to practice receiving, which is huge, especially for women. And I say that practicing receiving is something that can be as simple as saying thank you when you receive compliments and not trying to deflect that and, you know, how, oh, this little thing. Yeah. So many people do that. Yeah. Just say thank you and and sit with it because you're teaching yourself in the universe that you're open, you have an open fist, you're not, you don't have a closed fist and you're welcoming opportunities and more abundance by practicing being more receptive in life and fine tune, make some adjustments if you need to. But I would say the overall main thing to practice or to be mindful of is your energy and your vibration that you're putting out. Like that's this, cause that's actually what's emanating. Whatever's emanating from you is what's go, what you're attracting towards you. Right. Cool. Sitting in that state of feeling the feelings of what it is that you want. So it's not just deciding what you want. It's actually getting to the energetic state of what that would feel like. So if you want a new job or a new home or whatever, what would that feeling feel like to be walking in every day in that new job or walking into that new house every day? And that's the magic. Isn't yeah, that? Kind of getting excited about it. Like, oh, it's yes. there. Yeah. Yes. The lighter feeling. It's not, it's actually just a joyful state. Yeah, it is. And I love that feeling. It's uh, a great feeling. Yeah. It doesn't really feel joyful, right? Right. And I think that's the shift too. Like we were talking about like life is hard or, you know, you have to suffer. We have all of those beliefs that really aren't true. And when you can start shifting into just being joyful about wherever you are in this moment. And like, that's, I think for me, at least like the big shift because here we are. And for the most part, you know, we're all living pretty decent lives. Yes. We are. I mean, we are living better than like, what is it, like 1% of the world's population? We're like in the top 1%. Right. We have clean water. We have food in our fridge. You know, we have, we have a pretty good. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think we forget that with our, my iPhone's not working or totally traffic or 
Totally. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else? So I'm really curious too. You said you traveled for six months. What was that like? And how did that contribute to you stepping into leadership? Because I think that, I mean, it's just such a cool experience. Yeah. So I guess the one thing that was terrifying, which is a great, you know, as being a leader, I guess it can be intimidating and terrifying. I had a panic attack before I left. It was the scariest thing I've ever done. Um, being just completely on your own. But what it taught me was, you know, independence, resilience, flexibility, just being able to be also resourceful. And as a leader, you have to be, you know, if you have, especially if you have a very tight budget and, you know, you're working or, or you're paying yourself last, like you really need to be resourceful with everything and how can you be innovative with, with the little resources that you have. And it's through that resourcefulness that's also that where more creativity you spark within yourself and you're able to do actually more right. and better. It forced me to get along with different people with different backgrounds and mindsets. It, I guess, forced me to help me be more confident and just know how to go with the go with the punches. Like, be more present. Definitely more present. I mean, I, I, there's a book that Gloria Steinem wrote about on the road, and one thing she talks about was how she traveled being on the road was the most she ever felt being present. In oh, really? Yeah. And that's how my experience was as well. I felt more present every day because I didn't worry about the future and it wasn't stressing about the past. I just lived every day for every, I was in the moment every day. And that's why I was manifesting like a mofo. <laughs> I was in the present moment. And I, uh, yeah, that's really the part of it. Mostly it's a huge part of it. Yeah. So it was a great experience. I just learned, I've learned that at the end of the day, we are all more capable than we think we are. Yes, I totally we're all agree. Way stronger and more capable and smarter. And we could do anything if, if our passion's behind it. Absolutely. And we're consistent, I think, in the, the action piece too. Yeah. Um, yes. I know I'm circling back to the manifestation part. I think, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, well, if I just think about it, then it'll come true. And then you've got to do something. You can't just sit there and on your Zen pillow and wish it into existence. There's got to be that action piece. Yeah. And one more thing I'd like to bring up about, it's almost like a, I think it could be like phase two of the manifestation or like in learning it, how to apply it. But I think it's really important in that it's making choices based on, it's stepping into that, that, that role. So part of manifestation is like, okay, I want to be, I want to get this promotion or I want to be a millionaire or I want to, whatever it is. Then that, if you make that choice, then your next thing is, is you start, have to start living your life as if you're already that person now. Right. Like take on the attributes and characteristics of, of that type of person. Yes. And how would that person make decisions and how would they live their lives? And, and that when you start making choices from that or carrying yourself in a manner of that or your mental state and your, even your presence, yeah. that is what helps transform your life so much faster. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. I think that's really helpful and it kind of breaks everything down into simple chunks too of how to how to create and start manifesting anything that you want because it's it is I think a process that you don't master ever it evolves and you can get better and better but having those foundational pieces are so core. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how can they connect with you? They can email me at, well, I have a couple of email addresses, but Marla at uh, MarlaMcDermott.com. Okay. I have a website as well, MarlaMcDermott.com, which is still under construction. I need to finish that, but it's there. It's up. Okay. And I'm, I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's Marla underscore McDermott. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So everybody should check you out. 
particularly if they want to uh, learn how to manifest more amazingness into their lives. Definitely. If you have questions, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for being on today. I really appreciate it. And I love, I love your journey too. And just your willingness to really step into being uncomfortable to get to the next level and lead, you know, the way that you feel like you can make impact. Yes. The world is going to be a much better place once we help more and more women step into their power and be leaders as well. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So thank you. Thanks, Amy, so much for having me. You're welcome. And for everybody listening and watching, thank you for being here and we will see you next week. As an entrepreneur, do you ever feel isolated, like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want? Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know I've had that experience and my clients have as well. And that's why I created the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. Get the accountability, the training, and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you. Go ahead and check it out. It's thetribeofleaders.com. Thank you.